Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Today's Kamari Quick Tips episode is all about tracking habits that spark joy. Tidying is a self-care activity, but unlike heading to the spa or grabbing a box of chocolates, your Kamari tidying event is intentionally a bit uncomfortable, launching you into a layered growth journey that extends well beyond your closet. This is where habit tracking comes in. Once you've tidied A to Z, literally making thousands of decisions about all of your greatest treasures, you officially enter maintenance mode. Post-KonMari is the perfect time to start to take a more critical look at the behaviors that lie beneath the clutter. This includes both good and bad habits you've accumulated over time. We've got you covered. Today, we're sharing our favorite analog and digital habit tracking tools that we simply can't live without. Remember, you don't know what you don't know. Habit tracking brings next level awareness to your life and provides you with a tangible record of your progress. Let's start with the habit tracking tools that include paper, pencils, and things that you can take with you in your purse or bag or display in your home or office. First up, calendars. I have three different calendars in my office. One is super decorative and inspirational. It has various artists featured and motivational messages. And I always feel like it's speaking to me because it always has something positive and relevant to say every time I turn that monthly page. The second calendar I love is a big monthly calendar. So big that it almost takes up a whole wall in my office. And I used to put all three up as well to show 90 days because I set my goals in that period. And then finally, I also have a year calendar. And I take this one out if I'm planning something big, like a product launch or a keynote, something where I really have to gear up and have many layers of ideas or strategies that I have to map out. So if you have a major project, that year calendar is really helpful too. Next up is journals and planners. So I'm definitely a planner nerd. I have had a planner since middle school. I absolutely love planning. And I've tried so many different systems that I've narrowed myself down to accepting that the bullet journal is the way to go. So I practice dot journaling, which is a variation of bullet journaling where I'm getting a bit more creative. So I'm allowing myself the basics like the checkbox and the daily pages with the lines for tasks and notes. But then also I have various lists where I express myself creatively. The trackers that I have in the bullet journal have goals that are specific to my 90-day plan and some bigger goals that expand throughout the entire year. It really gives me a moment of creative expression It may take a little bit longer than if I have a journal that's pre-printed, but those have not worked for me in the past. I actually check my workouts as an example. 
which is really helpful because I realized for almost the entire month of January, I was not working out. And if I didn't have that written down on a paper, I wouldn't have that awareness and wouldn't be able to take in that data and do something about it. So it's really helpful for not only seeing what you are doing, but what you're not doing. Well, I have to confess that I have absolutely nothing to contribute to this particular category. I absolutely (laughs) don't do anything on paper. I've never been a big journaling person. And as much as I wanted to get all excited about the bullet journaling, I just could never do it. It just is not part of my nature. And even before we had phones where you could, you know, keep all this information, I was the person who had one tiny little address book that I kept in my bag. And I never remembered birthdays. I couldn't even remember my own mother's birthday, probably not even my own most of the time. So as soon as it was possible to set up this kind of thing in my Outlook calendar, that's where it started going. And and now I use my notes and my reminders apps exclusively for things like note taking and all that kind of thing, which works for me. And again, it's really about what works for you. It's funny, the other day I was thinking that I'm not even sure what my handwriting looks like anymore. The only clue that I have is when I sign birthday cards and it's not pretty. So (laughs) I literally don't know that I would even be able to recognize my handwriting, let alone decipher it at this point. So again, this is just really about what works for you and what you find appealing. Tips across the board so you can kind of take or leave with a thank you. Anything that works for you. We just want to spark some ideas. And I know some people favor paper way over digital. Some people like swear by digital. Some people have like a bit of a mix somewhere in the middle. Definitely figure out what is the best mix for you based on our suggestions today. Speaking of apps, Karen, what apps are sparking the most joy for you when it comes to habit tracking specifically? All right, so here are my apps. These are all free, but some of them have paid upgrades that I actually use. So I'll tell you which ones I actually feel are worth the upgrade. Calorie Counter by Nutra Check. The thing I like about this is that it tracks your meals. You can add meals custom, or you can use a very large database of meals to add in the different calorie and nutrition contents of the different things that I eat during the day. Now, disclaimer, if you do not find joy in tracking calendars or exercise or tracking anything to do with food and activity, please don't do it. There's really no need to do it. If it doesn't work for you, if it doesn't spark joy for you, everyone is different. And this, along with everything else we're going to talk about, should add something positive and meaningful and useful to your life. If it causes you stress or concern in any way, just skip it. But for me, Calorie Counter has really helped me find the balance between what I eat, what I do physically, and how that works out throughout the day. The next app that I really like is Sleepwatch, and this one is by Body Matter. It is a sleep app, and it tracks your sleep in conjunction with my Apple Watch. So it does require kind of a, something that's keeping track of your heart rate and your movements while you're sleeping. I pay for this one because quality of sleep is a big issue for me. And I have found that some of the tracking over time information and its ability to see what factors may have played 
into a good or bad night's sleep for me is really helpful. There's a real gamification factor to it. In other words, you get a point score for your night's sleep. And then I compete with myself to see if I can improve my score. The next one that I use is called A-Tracker, and it's by Wonder Apps. And this one is really fun because it sets the activities that I do. I actually programmed in the activities that make up my day-to-day life. And I can time the amount of time that I'm spending on those different activities. Self-care, leisure, work that I do that I get paid for, and then all the work that I do that I don't get paid for. So it's all the support activities that I do around the work that I do with clients or speaking engagements. It also helps me to see if I'm spending too much time doing one thing or another. A couple of apps that I like that are completely free. One is called Ratukan. And this one used to be Ebates. You may be familiar with that one. This is kind of a fun little widget that will pay you back a very small but significant overtime percentage from most of the online shopping sites that you may or may not use. So for example, if I go to Sephora and I spend money on Sephora and I click the little Vatukan button, then at the end of the quarter, Vatukan might give me 2% or 3%, sometimes even 8% back of what I've paid to Sephora, which doesn't sound like a lot. But over time, over the last maybe five, six, seven years that I've used this little app, I've gotten back like $700. So it's kind of a fun little thing. The next one that I use is Peapod. Peapod is a grocery store app. We have all of our grocery items delivered. The thing that I like about this is that it's connected up with, in my case, ShopRite. And once a week, once every 10 days, I go in and I essentially reorder our previous order. We pretty much use the same things throughout the month. And it just makes it really easy. I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't have to go to the grocery store to pick up you know, my laundry detergent. And it gets delivered to our apartment. The next one is called Acorns. And Acorns is a financial savings account kind of app. And basically what it does is that every time you have a debit in your bank account, it rounds up to the next dollar amount, or it takes a percentage depending on what your settings are and puts it in your Acorn savings account that is based on whatever parameters you put it on. So it could just save the money or it could actually invest the money for you in your little savings account on Acorn. It's kind of like a mindless way to save a little bit of money. The last one that I'll talk about is ZocDoc. ZocDoc, you may be familiar with. It's basically an app that allows you to set appointments with doctors. The thing that I like about ZocDoc is that I don't have to get on the phone with the doctor's office. So I can go in. It has all of the information about my insurance and it tells like when I saw what doctor last, when I saw my PCP last time, when I saw my GYN last time, and it tells me when I'm due for another appointment. And it also has all of the doctors listed that take my insurance. So I can just go in and find their availability book online, and then just show up when I'm supposed to be there. So those are my apps. Those are my favorite apps that I use a lot. 
Kristen, so what are some of your favorite apps? Well, I love that we have some apps in common, but I'm also learning as you are walking through your favorites of new apps as well. And so I'll definitely be checking those out. So the first set of apps I want to share are specific to habit tracking. I definitely have also used a tracker to track my time. Also, I have used Google tools. Google suite of tools are what I'm all about. Really, I have it everywhere on my desktop, on my phone. The one I use the most for habit tracking, though, would be G Sheets. So I decided at the top of the year I was going to track 168 hours of my time to see what I was putting my the most time and energy towards. Really just check in and be aware. And so those two kind of go hand in hand, A Tracker and Google Suite. Also, I love YNAB. So you need a budget is what that stands for. Basically, the high level, it is a simplified way of looking at your budget. And it is a radical shift in the way most people think about budgeting, similar to how Kamari is a bit of a different, unconventional way of thinking about organizing. What I love about YNAB is they really put themselves forward more as an educational company, even though at their foundation, they are a software startup. So they're all about these really user-friendly modules to teach you their way of thinking about money so that you are maximizing the use of their tools. So they have a web-based budgeting program, which I've used for my personal financing. So this is probably the only one I'll mention that I actually do pay a monthly fee for, just like you would the typical budgeting services. But if you are interested in getting one month free, we will make sure to put that link in the show notes so you can try it out and see if it's a fit for you. Next, we have Oprah and Deepak Chopra's app. This is so great if your goal is to track how you are meditating or taking moments of mindfulness on a daily basis, weekly schedule, whatever your cadence may be. There are lots of free challenges that Oprah and Deepak have. And what I love about them is they are daily. And usually the meditations are about 10, 12 minutes long. They know all about gratitude, mindfulness, abundance. So between Oprah and Deepak, like you can't lose there. Next up for habit tracking, I used to use the five-minute journal app. This is a great digital way to get into tracking your gratitude habit. This app really leads you to putting in you know, three things that you're grateful for day or night. It's segmented that way. And there's a couple other really impactful questions, places where you can upload a picture. It's a really simple and really organized way to get in touch with your gratitude. Make sure that you're making your journal entries because it's on the phone. It's right there. Easy to do. Also for habit tracking, I'm going to include one that you may not expect, and that's actually Instagram. Sometimes social media can not spark as much joy as we'd like it, especially when it takes up some of our time or when we find ourselves mindlessly scrolling a bit and then we look up and an hour has passed, two hours, whatever it may be. I love that Instagram has a built-in setting that helps you track your social media activity you can actually go into that gear icon in Instagram, click on settings, then click on your activity, then click on set a daily reminder. 
This allows you to set the maximum amount of time that you'd like to spend on Instagram every day. I did this at the beginning of the year. I think I typed in 45 minutes and I saw myself hitting that target every day. And that was the first time I really started to get really aware of how much screen time I was giving to this particular app. And now my daily average is 20 minutes a day. So I might even consider changing my setting now because I'm more aware. So I am now spending less time on the app, which sparks more joy for me. Last but not least, we should definitely give a shout out to the Apple Watch. Karen, I think you have one as well. Yeah. I love the watch. It was actually a gift from my parents. I didn't know if I wanted to have another Apple product in my life. So I wasn't like jumping to get it. But when my parents surprised me with one after wearing it, now I don't know what I'd do without it, of course. (laughs) Um, The three things I love to use on the watch that help me with habits. One is the timer. Also, the find my phone, which is always important. I definitely use that feature more than any other. Finally, I love the activity tracker as well in the Apple Watch. It helps me track my movement on a daily basis and really get credit for all of the walking I'm doing when I'm taking public transportation or I'm just exercising, whatever it may be. So daily movement, exercise, that standing target as well. I have a client who loves that target. She will walk in place to to meet those targets. (laughs) She will stand up. She is so serious about it. So it's great, the awareness that it brings to you. And you'd be surprised. You should definitely, if you have an Apple Watch, you should set it while you're tidying. You'll be surprised how many calories you're actually burning while tidying and how many miles you're clocking as well. I remember a consultant mentioned during our conference that she had tracked three miles in one client session. So tidying can pay you back in many ways, including helping you burn some calories. But I can't forget about the ones I just can't live without. These are ones I use daily or I just absolutely love. And most of them are on the front page of my phone. As I mentioned, I love Google everything. The Google app that I'm sure I look at the most is Google Calendar. I have it synced up absolutely everywhere. And then City Mapper is number two. So I use that one a lot, definitely because I'm always using public transportation. Not sure if that's only local to Chicago or not, but I don't think it is. It probably is available in other cities. I use GroupMe regularly because we all know that group texting can get quite cumbersome. And so GroupMe has made chatting in a group so much more efficient when it comes to my friend group. I also love Instacart. And also I use Honey, which is similar to the app that you mentioned, Karen. This one is just an extension on my web browser. So it notifies me when I'm checking out if there's any coupons available. And I've saved a little bit of change sometimes. I'm surprised actually about how much I save with this app that really just, you know, sits there and is useful when I need it and goes away when I don't. And last but not least, I'm really basic when it comes to note-taking on my phone. I love to use the Notes app on my desktop and my phone. And also the Reminders app was one I used to use so regularly. When I had long to-do lists, like go to the grocery store, make the appointment for the vet, those type of things, I didn't even want to take the time to like write them in. So what I do is I put them in my Reminders app as lists. And then as I checked them off, they would literally disappear, which was so great. 
So I used to do that way. Now I've switched gears a little bit and I just write a short list in notes, but got to shout those out because I use them regularly. Also a little bit of Evernote as well. I think that if I had to give up every single app on my phone, but one, Reminders would be the one that I would keep. Yeah. Because I agree. It's really the one that, you know, I've talked about using it as my brain dump in the past. And the thing that I really like about the most recent upgrade is that it can actually attach a calendar event to the different reminders. And it can say, okay, you want to be reminded about this on this date? There's just a lot of functionality. Fun tip. There's a little secret setting in Reminders. It's a really cool setting where you can actually have the app automatically send you a reminder when you are close to a particular location. Yeah. It's so cool. So there's two examples I've heard. So one is like if you're walking near a donut shop, then you can have the app say, you know, hey, remember your goal or give you some kind of encouraging note to remind you to keep going and pass by this shop. Or I've heard of business owners using it. So you could set it for every time you go into a co-working space for it to say something to you that's really positive. Like, hey, you're going to make this much today or you're going to make a great connection today or something inspiring to remind you of your goals. So yeah, it's really cool. It also has this function that if you are texting someone that you have a reminder about. So for example, I have a reminder, ask mom about a visit. So every time I text mom, the reminder pops up. Remember to ask mom about the visit, (laughs) which is just amazing. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it could be a little annoying because it keeps popping up, but it's better than forgetting it. So it's definitely a great app. So those are the apps that are currently bringing joy to our lives. The great thing about apps is that they are always changing and new apps bring new functionality all the time. So what sparks joy for us and you now may change in the future. We'd love to hear what apps you have found to be most helpful in making the best use of your time and energy. Please tag us or your favorite app at sparkjoy underscore podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Before we close, we'd love to send a special welcome and thank you to our newest SparkJoy Club members. At the Joy Sparker level, we have April Krantz, Laura Vaughn, Andrea Griffin, Cynthia Page, and joining us at the Joy Riser level, Munmun Anderson. Join over 138 serious tidiers who are making 2020 their very last year of being disorganized. We welcome you to extend the conversation around taking action, living, and maintaining a tidy lifestyle. Please join the conversation by visiting sparkjoypodcast.com and selecting Join the Club. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys. To extend your tidying experience, you can join the SparkJoy Club. Visit SparkJoyPodcast.com and click Join the Club to become a member of the SparkJoy community or join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Thanks for tuning in. And we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your hosts, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media Inc. or the Kamari Consultant Community.